Hello, thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I'm Jane Phillips of Jane Phillips Coaching and Feel Better Naturally. I'm a transformational coach who focuses on the combination of life coaching, business and executive coaching with a twist on food and nutrition to help you make a massive difference in your life. You really can be your best self by combining support for work or meaningful activity if you're retired, life coaching and nutritional support. Following on from my Living in Lockdown number two podcast, Feel Better Naturally podcasts consists of six series, each one focusing on a key area of your life, including home, our mental and physical well-being, relationships, work, finances, and all about you. I hope you enjoy the Feel Better Naturally podcasts. And if you would like to know more, you'll find Jane Phillips Coaching and Feel Better Naturally on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Or visit my website, Jane Phillips Coaching. I'm a coach who combines executive and life coaching that blends with nutritional advice as well. Because I believe that we not only feed our bodies, but we feed our brains as well. For instance, the top habits of the most successful people also include diet and good nutrition. So where do we start with so many mixed messages out there saying eat more protein or eat less carbs? What should we eat? Well, there are so many conflicting messages such as keto, paleo, calorie controlled, intermittent fasting. Should we be vegan or should we eat more protein? Firstly, I would say that there is no one size fits all. You can eat healthily, whether you're a meat eater or a vegetarian or a vegan, but you can also eat unhealthily whether you're a meat eater, vegetarian, and also whether you're a vegan as well, if you choose to eat a lot of processed foods. Generally, as a nation, we eat more protein than we need, and we eat portion sizes that are far too large. I would recommend variety in food, eating a wide range of foods, throughout the day and throughout the week, so that we aim to eat 30 different food types a week. And when I say food types, I'm talking plant types. So plants and vegetables, nuts, seeds, beans. If you can get 30 different types of those foods a week, then you are doing really well. One way of doing that is eating a range of colours. The more colourful our food, the more nutrients that are included in it aim to reduce the sugar that we eat, definitely, definitely reduce the processed foods that we eat. So try preparing food on your own. What you can do is just earmark some time, maybe on a Sunday afternoon to do some food prep for the week. Balance what you eat as well. So make sure you get a good variety in your food and enjoy what you eat and also eat what I call brain food. And I'll talk about that a little bit later because I don't force anybody to go on a, a diet. It's not about restricting or limiting what people can eat. 
It's about helping them to feel better, to work better by making small gradual changes, by modifying the foods that they eat and having lots of variety and nutritious foods in their diet. And it can be really hard to do that in the long term because everyone wants a quick fix, but those don't work, do they? A sticking plaster will always come off eventually. So having good nutrition, it keeps us physically well. Did you know that it can help to reduce our stress and to manage our stress? It helps our body to fight illness. It can help to reduce inflammation in the body. Certain foods are believed to have an anti-inflammatory effect, such as coffee, berries, which are high in flavonoids, and they help to reduce free radicals. Good nutrition can help the flow of the blood to the brain as well, keep, keeping the arteries in good condition. We know about the importance of food for long-term brain health, such as omega-3 and oily fish. And the benefits don't just spring into interaction when we're 60. We can benefit from that right now. We can start to look after our brain health today. And that's going to help us be more alert at work and help us to work better. And that'll improve things in our home life as well. Many of us suffer from that mid-afternoon slump in our energy after lunch when our energy dips. And that's often a result of what you've eaten. High sugar food, high processed foods and not enough vegetables. So it's about small changes. People can make small changes to their eating. And I combine those conversations with the people that I coach. So I've got some top tips here. Think about your hunger gauge. Stop for a minute and listen to your body before you eat. While you eat, listen to your appetite. How hungry are you feeling right now? So before you start eating, are you really very hungry or are you just mildly hungry? And halfway through eating, stop and listen. How full are you now? What's your appetite saying? What's your fullness saying? And when you are full, stop stop eating. Don't get to the point where you're over full. Aim to be about 80% full is an ideal place to be. Enjoy your food, enjoy the tastes and enjoy the smells and the flavours that you eat. Slow down how fast you eat. We know it takes 20 minutes to register that you're full. So if you're eating really quickly, you're going to be full up way before you start to get those signals and not know it. If you normally take three minutes to eat a meal, why don't you try eating a meal in six minutes? If you normally take five minutes to eat a meal, why don't you aim for 10 minutes to, to eat your meal? Chew your food slowly. That's where your digestion starts. Put your knife and fork down between each mouthful. That will help you to eat slowly. And if you eat a sandwich, put it back on the plate between the mouthfuls. It's not going to go anywhere. Changes need to work for you, though. The truth is that not one size fits all. That's why I work with clients individually to make the changes that work for them and fits into their lifestyle. So breakfast, for instance, while the media tells us we should always eat breakfast, some people really and truly cannot face it. So if it doesn't work for them, 
they will feel like they've failed at the first fence because they haven't had that, that breakfast before they go to work. But if they really cannot eat it in the morning, then don't. Your body's probably telling you not to for a reason. Listen to your body and respond to it. So find a way of getting that nutrition at a different time of the day. A favourite topic of mine is how food can help to reduce stress and anxiety. So we can help to manage our stress and anxiety safely. And some of the foods that I would recommend that we eat um, really focused on having a really good diet. You know, it's, it's so important because more and more people are experiencing stress, whether it's at work or whether it's at home. Um, over the last 12 months, we've seen more people saying that they, their stress levels have increased. And we expect that, tr that trend to keep increasing. So, I mean, if you do suffer from excess stress, then always consider seeking medical attention because there could be some other reasons that need to be addressed. But what a lot of people don't realise is that what people eat and how they eat plays an important part in managing their stress levels and they can reduce stress through their diet. It's a safe and easy first step in managing stress. So let's, let's start with blood sugar. Poor eating habits, including how much fluids we drink, can cause peaks and troughs in our sugar level throughout the day. Well, that affects how we feel, how tired we are, how stressed we are, whether we have a headache because we're dehydrated or have missed a meal. And that can make us feel jittery because we're hungry. And that feeling leads to stress and anxiety. The gut-brain axis is also really important since a large proportion, a large percentage of serotonin receptors are found in the lining of, of our gut, in our gut microbiome. And serotonin is the hormone that stabilizes our mood. It affects our well-being and it affects how happy we feel. So there are some foods that we can eat to help us reduce stress. First of all, to eat complex carbohydrates that are digested more slowly because they will keep your blood sugar level. We can eat foods that are naturally rich in magnesium. They will help people to feel calmer, such as leafy greens, spinach and Swiss chard. Eating peas, beans and lentils, nuts and seeds and whole grains will also help to keep your blood sugar level. Eating foods that are rich in zinc is good for managing stress, such as cashew nuts, liver, beef and egg, egg yolks. Omega-3 will also help, which comes from your oily fish, but also you can get it from chai seeds and flax seeds if you don't eat fish. Um, eating probiotic foods such as sauerkraut, kefir and other fermented foods will help your microbiome. And foods that are rich in the B vitamins, such as avocados and almonds, are really important. And think about colours, foods that are rich in the antioxidants, such as red kidney beans, blueberries, raspberries, cranberries, um, pecan nuts, anchovies, kale. All of the information that I talked to you about, it's all research based, so it's worth taking note, for, note of. But a diet that's rich in whole grains, vegetables and fruits 
is going to be really tasty and really nutritious. And it's a much better option than eating a lot of simple carbohydrates that are found in a lot of highly processed foods. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to find out more about what I do, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or at my website, Jane Phillips Coaching. I look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you.